You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Be careful with greed. It will seduce you right out of peace, right out of contentment. It will seduce you out of security. Ask any gambler or any person in bankruptcy court. See, we cannot forget that the blessing of this life, all the blessings of this life, are on loan to us, and we will be accountable. Pastor Dion will remind you today in his message how easy it is to become greedy with the blessings of this life. God has gifted you with time, talent, and money. He gave you these gifts for a reason. So don't try and cheat the Lord out of His investment. If you become greedy and use the Lord's resources for your benefit, you will soon lose your peace, contentment, and security. These gifts are on loan from the Lord, and you'll be held accountable for your actions. Your behavior will indicate how God will bless you in the future, here on earth and in heaven. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 16 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Be content with the measure that you were given and get busy. Paul said to take the measure you have and do this. Everybody what? It's what? It's time to invest. Now, Paul's statement when he says, hey, listen, guys, you are a part of the body. Everybody has a responsibility. Every one of you has been given a gift, time, talent, and treasure. So it's time to invest. Paul, when he said that, wasn't compulsive. He wasn't trying to squeeze it out of us. Kind of like the man in a restaurant who ran over, put his arms around, and squeezed a little girl who was choking on a nickel. When the nickel popped out, the girl's mother was so grateful. You really are good at that, she told the man. Are you a doctor? No, he replied, I'm an IRS agent. Squeezing money out of people is what they do. Well, some people feel the same way about preachers and pastors. Squeezing money out of people. Listen, Paul wasn't trying to squeeze anything out of us. When he urged us to invest, he was hoping that we would realize our responsibility. We are stewards of what God has blessed us with. This time, talent, and treasure. When he said it's time to invest, he wasn't trying to squeeze you for anything. He was hoping we would recognize our responsibility and that we are stewards with what God blessed us with. A steward is someone who manages things that belong to someone else. Our time, our talent, and our treasure, our money and possessions, are on loan to us from the Lord. Our time, talent, and treasure, whatever measure you have, hey, listen, it is on loan to us from the Lord. The Bible says all our money and possessions are tainted. Taint mine and taint yours. 
Well, that's not exactly what the Bible says, but it's close. Here was what it says. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth belongs to God. Everything in all the world is His. Did you get it? All and everything, all of it, all time, all talents, all tra- all of it belongs to Him. So your stuff ain't really yours. It's the truth. Ask any coroner or funeral home director, no one takes anything with them. When the multimillionaire John D. Rockefeller died, someone asked his accountant, how much did he leave behind? The accountant said, all of it. We come into life empty-handed, and we leave empty-handed. So everything we accumulate throughout life is on loan to us from the Lord. And He expects us to make some wise or shrewd investments with what He's given us. Jesus used another parable or story to teach us this. Let's continue. Luke chapter 16, verse 1. Jesus also said to His disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. Uh, I have resolved what to do. When I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? So he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, Make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. We'll stop right there. See, the parable Jesus gave before this one was of a prodigal son who wasted his inheritance. Now Jesus points to a prodigal steward who was wasting his master's wealth squandering his master's money. Now, there are a lot of people who complain that they're cursed with expensive tastes and little money. This guy decided to use his master's money to get what he wanted. And someone noticed his cheating and brought an accusation to the master. In fact, that word accusation in the Greek means a diabolical report. Because that's exactly what it made the master do. (gasps) Really? So the master, when he heard about this, he issued a pink slip. You are under investigation, he told the steward. 
Your accounts are being reviewed or scrutinized. The unjust steward knew that he was guilty and that he would be fired. So he quickly called all of those with an open account with, their, with his master and he discounted their debt. All in a scheme to make friends. He discounted the debt of all these people who had an open account. He discounted the debt all in a scheme to make friends. Then Jesus applauded the unjust steward. The word is he commended him. Not for his criminal conduct, of course. But for his shrewdness. Because he was wise. The steward used, what the steward did is, the unjust steward used his master's resources to invest in the future. And Jesus said the sons of light, or Christian believers, should do the same thing. Use their master's resources to make friends and invest in the future. Christians should use their resources to make friends and impact the future. Meaning, Christians should use their resources to win souls and store up treasures in heaven. Remember that time, talent and treasure? He said, like that unjust steward, use the resources that really belong to the master to win souls or to make friends and build the future, we should do the same. So Christians should use their resources to win souls and store up treasure in heaven, Jesus said. And this wasn't the first time Jesus said this. Obviously, this message was important enough to repeat. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 records Jesus on the same subject. Let's read it. Don't store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. Now, did you notice the first part of it? Jesus said, he, was, he taught, don't store up for yourself. Say it out loud. Don't. Why do you think he said that? Because he knows us. Te conozco, Mosco, Jesus was saying. I know you. He knows us. Jesus knows that we have a predisposition or a bend towards, everybody say the word, like the unjust steward, we tend to use the resources in our control for our own lusts, greeds, and wants. See, we are always wanting. We're always wanting something. Something nicer, something bigger, something faster, something newer, something thinner. Just one more. We want. It doesn't matter that we don't need it or we'll rarely use it. We want it. We sound a lot like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. We want it. We need it. Must have my precious. 
An Old Testament character in the book of Joshua acted just like Gollum. Here's the story. You want to hear the story? God had commanded the Israelites not to touch any of the treasures from the city of Jericho that he conquered. You remember the Israelites came and they were going to occupy the promised land. They came out to Jericho and as they were going in to conquer it, God gave a command. None of the stuff in Jericho, none of the loot, I want you to leave it there. You can't have it. It belongs to me. After all, I'm the one who conquered Jericho. It was God who brought down the wall. It was God who confused Jericho's army. The treasure belonged to the Lord. Everything is His and belongs to Him in Jericho. But Achan's want or greed got the best of him. He boosted some gold, silver, and a designer Babylonian robe and hid it in his tent. When Israel faced off with the next city, the next enemy, what should have been an easy victory turned into an embarrassing and humiliating defeat. They got their butts kicked. Joshua came to the Lord and asked God for an answer. And the Lord told Joshua, here is why that happened. There is sin in the camp. Joshua made quick work of investigating, and Achan was discovered. They searched Achan's tent and found the hidden loot that belonged to God. Achan was severely punished. It cost him his life and the lives of his family. Be careful with greed. It will seduce you right out of peace, right out of contentment. It will seduce you out of security. Ask any gambler or any person in bankruptcy court. See, we cannot forget that the blessing of this life all the blessings of this life are on loan to us. And we will be accountable. Hope you haven't stolen from God. Hope you haven't stolen from God like Achan or the Jews of Malachi's day. God called the Jews of Malachi's day out on the carpet and challenged them with this statement. Malachi chapter 3, here's God. Will a man rob God? Surely not, and yet you have robbed me. What do you mean? When did we ever rob you, they, they said. You have robbed me of tithes and offerings due to me. And so the awesome curse of God is cursing you, for your whole nation has been robbing me. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be food enough in my temple. If you do... I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Try it. Let me prove it to you. Your crops will be large, for I will guard them from insects and plagues. Your grapes won't shrivel away before they ripen, says the Lord Almighty. 
I don't think Jesus got much applause the day he taught it either. So God challenged the Old Testament Jews back through Malachi, and we New Testament Christians are challenged by Jesus in this parable, where he says, be wise or shrewd with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Use it to make friends, to win souls, and to secure a future for the lost. Tithing, volunteering, sharing will prove to be successful investing. Jesus went on to say that how we use our money will determine how God will use us. I thought that would surprise you. I'm going to say it again. Jesus goes on to say that how we use our money will determine how God will use us. He says if we are faithful with the little thing called money, we will be faithful with the big thing called true riches. Let's read it. Verse 10. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon or money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another's man's, who will give you what is your own? Jesus was saying, cheaters can't be trusted. If you squander the everyday blessings of time, talent, and treasure, you will most likely squander salvation, God's Word, the Holy Spirit, and the church. If you aren't faithful with the little stuff, much less will you value and appreciate and leverage the big stuff, Jesus said. But unlike Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood, Jesus is not going to come after cheaters with kerosene and a baseball bat. Jesus simply urges them to repent. So Jesus knows that sometimes we slip. Sometimes we aren't obedient. But he doesn't come after us with kerosene and a baseball bat. He says, hey, listen, I know what's on your heart and that you want to be obedient. So just start changing your priority. Kind of like that unjust steward. He decided to give instead of take. He decided to invest it forward instead of consuming it now. Listen, if your pocketbook doesn't reflect an eternal perspective, you should take Jesus' advice and change your priorities. Here's what Jesus says as he continues. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Our lusts and greeds will sometimes deceive us, seduce us, sucker us. Jesus said we cannot serve both. 
You can't have your cake and eat it too. The Apostle Paul said that the love of money makes no sense. Sorry, I couldn't pass up the pun, right? Paul said the love of money is the root of all evil. Not the money itself. Money is amoral. But the love of money is dangerous. 1 Timothy chapter 6, here's how Paul said it. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and hurtful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. That could be a gambler. Somebody that's living beyond their means. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Pierced themselves with many sorrows? That's just a really biblical way of saying screwed. They get screwed is what it's saying. Jesus is wanting us and warning us, don't let greed take hold of your life. Change your priorities. Let God and His kingdom become your passion and pursuit. Here is the fix. If you haven't jotted down any scriptures up to now, jot this one. Because this is the fix. Matthew chapter 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all the other things or stuff will be added unto you. There's a fix. Lord, You've blessed me in my life with the measure that You've given me. And so I want to do my best to use what You've blessed me with to advance Your kingdom, to bless Your name. And sure, you get to live on some of that, right? He's saying, hey, listen. I've blessed you with time, talent, and treasure. A measure of it. And some of that measure, hey, listen. I'll take care of your needs. you'll, You'll always have clothes. I've got you covered when it comes to food. When it comes to the needs, I'll take care of you. When it comes to the greeds, well, listen, seek first the kingdom of God and all the other stuff will be added unto you. So Jesus on financial responsibility when it comes as a Christian. Wow, we kind of thought Jesus should leave our money alone, right? But remember, he measures our spiritual life by how we use our money. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke has given you a new insight into the life of Jesus and brought you closer to Him. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link. 
and don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who may even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts, and that lives would forever be changed? Would you pray also for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord, and that we're courageous to follow wherever He may lead. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more at tmcalvary.com. Just click on Donate. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for joining us today on The Simple Truth. Together we stand Together